0: For Sepp's Saturday Morning Outdoors, featuring Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown.
1: The greatest place to learn about going into the outdoors. One of the best, Kent Brown, showed us how to get it done.
0: California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. I listen to you every week. Just love your show. Always an inspiration. Always makes me want to go out and go fishing. It's three hours of the best in outdoor entertainment. Informative. It's informative. I learned a lot of stuff. They're entertaining and they're real informative. Sepp's Saturday Morning Outdoors. And it starts now. Now
2: it's time for ultimate bass your all bass fishing radio show we'll take you fishing across the country and across the street in pursuit of america's favorite game fish ultimate bass puts you in the boat with the world's best bass anglers and tournament pros and now here's the host of ultimate
3: bass tournament pro kent brown hey guys it's saturday morning december the third I guess we we need to welcome all the new listeners to Sacktown Sports. The Kings are winning. I know there's more of you out there that have your radio dial set. So so that's cool. We always like it when they're winning. You know, I think we need a purple beam in here. We need to fire up a purple beam in the studio. It's kind of a purple theme. In the studio anyway. Oh man, it's uh it's Christmas. It's uh, everybody's uh, everybody's counting down the days and, uh, and and so are we. I gotta tell you what, this is the time of year when um, it's a little rough to put the show together, just to uh, to bring you a you know who are we going to go to this week? Who are we going to go to? Well, this week's no exception. Uh, but man, we hit it out of the ballpark this week. Yeah, the general Hall of Famer Larry Nixon. How cool is that? We get to hang out with Larry, and uh, man, one of my heroes. All of our heroes. I mean, how how is Larry? You know, if you're not a Larry Nixon fan, there's something wrong with you. He's such a good dude. But we caught up with him. Uh, we had to we had to track him down in between weather fronts and him getting in his deer blind because that's what they do. Um, that's what they do in Arkansas. And he lives in a town of about six hundred people in Arkansas. But uh, yeah that that was uh, that was fun. So uh, so we're gonna go from the general. Then we're gonna we're gonna hang out with him, old Peepaw, our old buddy Mike McClellan. Hangs out with us uh, this week as well. And we uh, we get to talk to Mikey. He's had a rough fall. Uh, he's uh, uh, he was one of uh, one of five anglers who failed to qualify for the Bass Pro Tour next year. After uh, after being on the Bass Pro Tour since its inception, uh, Mike headed back to the uh, the MLF Invitationals. But uh, he's traveling. He's in Florida. He's fishing, and uh, and he feels pretty good about it. And, you know, we're, we're all this is a time of year. We all want to tie a jig on. Um, so shoot, nobody better to talk jig fishing than uh, than Mike. So we're going to be. Uh, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit of jig fishing with him we're not just gonna talk about tournaments and all that other fun stuff so much happening man there's a a lot of folks getting signed up for uh for different events I know uh I talked to bill egan after last week he was on and uh, he said that signups are going well for uh for one bass and uh, obviously the one big pro am this year uh, on uh unclear like the the california open uh, a lot of folks wanting to get in on that event. So that one's going to be uh, going to be fun in June, uh, move to June. So uh, US Open on Mojave. A lot of folks interested in that. Some interest folks uh, getting ready for Lake Havasu. They figure if they're going to fish the uh, Toyota series, they better get ready for Havasu because they got two on the Delta. So uh, they're, they're liking that. So a lot of folks excited about that. Wild West Bass Trail kicking off Lake Shasta, uh, new gen kicking off Lake Shasta. Um, just a lot of tournament circuits going on and Randy Pringle and the crew, um, they're, uh, they're run a wide open right after the new year as well. So you have your Christmas list ready. You got it all, uh, all squared away. You've, uh, you've, uh, you've gone through the catalogs, you've gone through the web pages. you've, uh, circled all the things you want. And then, and then you knew it was coming. You saw the discounts, you saw those, uh, you saw the, the, the nine lives and the 12 live LaRanche units, uh, uh, going down in price, getting more affordable, and any time that happens, you know that when the ISC show comes to town, the Lawrence booth is going to have new product to show you. What probably going to be the first chance we get to see them, but announced uh, new this week, the Live Pro 10, 12, and 16 inch units. So pretty cool. I think the 10 is going to be uh, be a pretty good unit uh, for everybody. It's just you know a little bit bigger than what we had with the nine live. And, uh, so that was cool. And, uh, and then also, uh, also now, uh, the new active target two, even better, uh, even better. So, um, I don't know how I get much better. I did get the new, uh, the new range of R in the water this week. Uh, finally got her stuffed in the water, took it out to Folsom, had to shoot, uh, uh a few videos for, uh, for the ISE folks. And then, uh, uh, I don't think they liked him, but we shot him anyway. Uh, but we, uh, we had to, uh, we had to shoot some videos for the ISC show coming up and, and I had a chance to, uh, drag Bassmaster elite series rookie, uh, Bryant Smith out with me. So that was cool because, uh, I let him set up all the, uh, all four of the Laurences on there and, uh, the active target and got it all squared away. So it, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's so cool that I was kind of figuring out how I could go fishing this weekend in the rain. I just want to get back in that boat and go fishing. It's, uh, um, man, that active target is, uh, it's, it's, I had it on my old boat on a nine inch screen. It's a, it's a game changer on a 12 inch screen. I gotta tell you, it was uh, pretty cool. So anyway, we're going to be, uh, no, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be doing that a little bit as well. So, um, looking forward to, uh, to getting out and doing that. A new bait from Yamamoto. Um, a lot of excitement on that. Cody did a, Oh, he did a big uh, Facebook Live deal with it. Cody Meyer did with uh, Chris McPally at Yamamoto, and it was uh, a new Yamacraw, pretty cool, pretty cool looking jig trailer. I think the fish at Clear Lake might bite it. Um, you know, you can do a lot with it. Just an, another craw, but uh, but a pretty cool looking craw. So that one, another thing, just put on your look for list um, when you're at the ISC show. I guess that that'll be fun, and and we should be starting to see um, all that stuff. So it's a uh, it's been uh, it's just it's been a week. It's been a lot of fun. I know uh, uh, Mike McClellan's texting me. It, it's never a good sign, but uh, uh, yeah, that's that'll be good. So we're uh, uh, we're going to be uh, hanging out and and uh, and talking to him. He's just checking in, making sure that we're uh, we're all ready. So, gosh, what else do we have going on in the world of bass fishing? So much happening. Um, you know, the classics announced. Everybody's ready to go to that. They've got the full field there. Uh, and that's going to be in March. So, uh, so there's just uh, there's just tons going on. This is a great time of year to to uh, reorganize, restock, get your boats ready, and uh, and make those Christmas list. I tell you what, let's hop into our first set of breaks. Talk a little clear like we come back.
2: Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. You know that Strike King makes a whole line of sexy crankbaits and some of the best spinner baits you can tie on, all with KVD's name and picture on them. But did you know they make tungsten punching weights and drop shot weights? Slither rigs, hack attack flippin' jigs from former Angler of the Year Greg Hackney, deep water football jigs, top water frogs, and the Rage Tail line of plastics, weightless baits like the Ocho and Tubes, trailers and chunks.
0: Marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and three in one sonar combines Laranche chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Laranche products provide Sportsman with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance.
5: night action in the casino, offering the newest in slots and table games, and the steakhouse and bar. And now, it's time for Doc Talk. Hey
3: guys, you know how we always love to uh, to come on and tell you just how wide open the bite is at Clear Lake, how great the bite is at Clear Lake, and uh, and it just makes you want to head over Highway 20, get over there, and, uh, and get your boat in the water. That's kind of not the case right now. Fishing is tough at Clear Lake, and we don't know why it's so tough, but it is tough. Um, a few folks still catching them, and a lot of guys um, a lot of guys are uh, are up there fishing, uh, kind of pre-practicing for January. Um, just uh, just hearing really tough fishing. Um, still, uh, still some fish being caught out on structure and, uh, and some fish caught around the docks. And you know, it's that time of year and the water starts cooling off. But uh, we get a few rainstorms, uh, and uh, and it's going to help fishing up there on the lake. But uh, but reminder, we have uh, we have good launch ramps. You're able to launch at uh, the oaks. They filled that in with rocks. The hole there at the end of the of the ramp so you don't fall off the end of the ramp there and as well up at third street and fifth street in Lakeport. so uh still want to remind you even though you go up there in the winter time uh and there's not many folks around you're still going to need to have your uh, quagga inspection sticker updated for the month of december uh and uh, and make sure that you're having your boat uh you know clean when you put it in the in the lake but uh even though there's not a lot going on up there right now not a lot of folks uh at the launch ramps, they are still watching. So make sure, uh, as you head into the final month of the year, that you do have your quagga inspection sticker um, for the month of December. And for you residents around Clear Lake that always catches uh, and hang out with us, they said that they're going to have the uh, the uh, year long annual resident stickers um, for sale here in just a couple of weeks. You'll be able to pick them up at all of the outlets around Lake County that you get your uh, that you get your lake inspection sticker. So get up, Clear Lake guys! Um, you know what, it's only slow fish until you get there.
2: And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown.
3: Hey, guys, it is always a pleasure. When we get to hook up, one of my heroes. I, yeah, I've told a lot of folks, there were just very, very few people that ever intimidated me interviewing this guy. And for you young fishermen, you read his uh, his bio, you read his credentials. You'll know why, but I lived him. I watched him do him. It made him even more intimidating. Well, but in general, Larry Nixon uh, man, I don't know. You, you still, you still just bring that out when we get to interview you, you know that? <laughs> well, I'm glad
6: I'm still here to do the interviews, to be honest with you. I love it. Oh. Uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been my life and, uh, I'm still doing it. I ain't quitting. I'm, I'm, I may not be as good as I once was, but I'm pretty good.
3: <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're pretty good. There's no question about that. And, and it's competitive and, Making a move next year, man. Back to uh, back to the Bassmaster Elite Series, and and uh, and uh, use the uh, Legends uh, exemption to to move back over to the Bassmaster Elite Series, and uh, I, th- I think it's cool. And there's a there's a whole bunch of young kids uh, out there right now that are probably pretty excited to be fishing against you. They are,
6: and you'd be surprised at how many of them got in touch with me since I, since I you know got the invite to get back in, and I accepted and uh... Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm going to call it going back to my roots. It's where I grew up. I fished bass for what, 29 or 30 years.
3: Uh, well, 25 classics.
6: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, you, the world never, it's changing. That's the crazy part. You know, there's always something new happens every year. And and back when I had to make the switch, it was strictly because of business and uh, what I do for a living. And my sponsors was aligned somewhere else at that time. And and uh, so I had to, I had to make a decision. And uh, now, fortunately, I get to go back where I belong and where I love. And uh, you know, bass is bath. I've been a lifetime member of bass since 19. 19- probably 1980 and uh you know I've watched every show that comes on TV, read all the magazines and it was time to time to make a move and uh, I did. Yeah, no exactly and and now
3: have you been gone long enough to get to uh, be put back in that rookie status too, you know? Cuz you you've only won a million six and bass. <laughs>
6: I wouldn't accept it if I was offered it. No, that's not uh, that's not even a, that's not even an option.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I got my hands on an on a on an old Bassmaster magazine that was uh, not too, you know, just just happened to find it in a in a box. And it was one that I had kept, but it was uh, it was the one uh where Rick Klun won the classic in Florida and this rookie Larry Nixon uh almost had another classic win. Yeah, that,
6: uh, you know, that's one of the not so fond memories of my career. However, second place to me at that point in time was incredible. You know, I, I mean, I won $10,000 and I think that was the very first year that bass paid second place in the Bassmaster Classic and that $10,000, believe me, that, that saved my butt really, because being an old fishing guy that didn't have any money. Uh, yeah. that pretty much got me a little bit of a, a head for the year and, uh, no, it was awesome. It also got me two sponsors so I could continue on and, uh, and the next year I had a great year and then sponsors were all of a sudden calling me and, you know, it just never ended. It just kept snowballing.
3: It did keep snowballing. We're talking about the 1977 Bassmaster Classic, uh, that, uh, that Larry was second in and, and uh and, and it and it took a few more years until you won the nineteen eighty three classic. Uh, you know, so many of these anglers that are going to bass or back to bass or, you know, I want to win a classic or I wanna make a classic, that's really their that's the carrot. That's what they're going back towards and and uh you've done all that. So it's gotta be uh it's gotta be kinda fun to go back and uh and just uh just dive back in and go fishing and, and uh you know, you won on the Ohio River with uh with uh, Eighteen pounds and one ounce. That, that's got to be about one of the one of the uh, lowest winning classic weights ever.
6: It was at that time for sure. I think George might have broke it at Louisville on the Ohio River, uh, three or four or five years later, and then uh, Kevin Van Dam broke the record again at Pittsburgh. I think with about sixteen pounds. So, uh, but you know the, the when a guy starts out in the beginning of the year you're always thinking at the year-end. And the year-end has always been the Bassmasters Classic or the Forstwood Cup. And, uh, you know, that's my goal, is to get back in the Classic and see all them Lifetime members there at the, at the Classic. Uh, they all come. That's like a big shindig to all the Lifetime members. So, uh, you oh, know, I'm really It's a I'm family really reunion, looking... for sure. I, it is. There's no doubt about it. You see people that you've seen for your whole career. At the Classic, I don't care if they're in a wheelchair; they come to the Bassmasters Classic, and uh, you know, I'm—I'm—that's my goal. I hope I can make it again. Uh, I'm not—I think I can.
3: Uh, I just—you know—we'll just have to wait and see. Right, right. No, it's—it's uh, going to be fun to watch you uh, back on the uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series, and and uh, and being the senior member out there, uh, you know, it's going to be going to be fun to watch, and, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of. A lot of play and I, I just have to tell you, Larry, I mean I, I, I hope I hope that somewhere uh Bass puts back that fish in Florida, you know, that jumped off the bow of the boat uh that you caught. Uh that's gotta go back in the in the, the opening credits of the Bassmaster television shows.
6: Oh, there's no doubt. It was you know, it lived a long lifetime. That that it way outlived moment. that
3: fish. Yeah. that
6: moment in bass history was on tv for i can't tell you how many years i, I really don't even know but it was uh, it was just a spur of the moment thing and uh, a it great that time music, for me.
3: that fish <laughs> jumping you know uh denny landing that big one i mean we all remember how bassmaster television started uh, when, you know, when you had to be up on, on Sunday morning or Saturday morning to watch it on TNN, you know, I mean, that was so, so cool. That was a,
6: yeah, that was a great memory. And, uh, you know, we all miss it. That's the thing about it is, uh, yes, I I would like to see it again sometime, even for just a highlight or two, but, and I'm sure we will. Uh, yeah. You know, Bass Bass has been, Bass has been real receptive of me coming back and, uh, It was a unanimous decision to invite me back to the elites, and uh, even you know, even though I turned it down a few years back, and at that point in time, it was one of the things I just couldn't do it at that time. And now it's perfect timing, and uh, thank goodness they still uh, let me back in.
3: Oh man, they've they've got to be they've got to be awful happy to have you back. Hey man, let's talk. Let's talk about um, forward facing sonar live. Live sonar. Uh, you know, I know I know. you, like me, and a lot of other guys, started with a little red flashing light on your depth finder on the bow, and uh, and now all of a sudden uh, you've got live sonar. How have you adapted, and uh, and how do you feel? On a 1 to 10, how are you with forward-facing sonar? Um,
6: probably about an 8. Um, I'm, I'm not against it, believe me. I've tried to learn everything I can about it. I have not put myself in a position where I just go fishing to learn how to do that. I mean, I did, I did learn crappie fishing. I'm going to tell you that for sure. Back in January, February, March, of last year, uh, well, actually of this year, I spent a lot of time out there crappie fishing and watching that unit and learning how to, how to read fish. But I still don't know all the habits of a bass. Even though I caught every single fish I caught at Champlain in that last, uh, major league fishing tournament I fished up there and I finished I think thirtieth or thirty second somewhere in that neighborhood, but every single fish I caught I saw before I caught. Uh, you know, so I I'm I'm getting there. I'm just glad that next year on the Bass Circuit, um, a lot of the about the first six events I think it's not gonna be a major factor. Uh I mean it's always a factor if you if that's your life. You know, if you go out there and spend your whole practice time looking for fish that you can throw to, then, yes, it's possible because there is places in Okeechobee and uh, Seminole and other other bodies of water where, yes, you can absolutely go out there and spend the day. But the timing is right for a fisherman, and that's what I am. I mean, I'm a fisherman any way you look at it. Uh, I read water. I read grass. I read bass. I read the in, their instincts, uh uh, and that's, that's always been my, my goal, even though I could tell you real quick on any given spot whether or not there was bass down there by looking at that flasher. Right. I mean, I was, I was awesome with a flasher. Now I could, I could be running down the lake and run across a hump and see a bait, school of bait fish, just beep, 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 you know, and, and wheel around, fire a bait out there and catch fish. I mean, that's, that was my nature in them days, but forward facing sonar is a major player. And the last three tournaments, it's going to be big. And I better have my big boy pants on and, and be able to play the game. Be able to
3: be able to do that. Yeah, without without question. And and it is it is a, it is a learning process for uh, for so many anglers out there. You were known throughout your career as and, and maybe got labeled. I mean, you could do everything, but you really got labeled as a worm guy. I mean, you were, that was your deal was, was, was throwing a worm. Is it, is that still the case or are there other baits now that really fall into that's what's going to be in your hand?
6: Well, there's no doubt about it, that that's my major player because you know, I I understand the the possibilities and and I can fish a worm in many different ways. I'm not just a dragger. Uh, you know, I know how to pinpoint a bait and make a fish react to it. And, uh, uh, I prefer soft plastics over anything else or a jig simply because of the quality of fish it catches, and I don't have to make a gazillion casts and wind a bait all day long, 90 mile an hour, and that's, but that, I do, I'm fine at that, but it don't last long. You know, a couple of hours, I'm ready to, woo. let's kick back here and. And eat a motor, a motor and pick up soda. a worm rod, right? <laughs> yeah, eat a motor and pick up a worm rod. Yeah. You how got it there. That's the fact. And, uh, I don't know how that works.
3: But, how many tubs? <laughs> how many tubs and tackle boxes of old plastics does Larry Nixon have? That someday they're going to bite this again. Well,
6: I had a gazillion of them, but my wife moved me to the barn. And when she moved me to the farm over here, I did not have a shop. I did not have a place to put all my stuff. And I'm telling you, I had a garage full of old soft plastics that had done turned oily and soft and ugly and and smelly and and way outdated colors. It faded. And I sold them, give them away anything I could do to get rid of them. And uh, believe me, I kept a few of my old gator tail worms that I won the classic on. And, uh, uh, a few other, few other odds and ends, but I'm pretty much up to date now, and uh, I kept all my naturally. I kept all my old wiggle warts and all my old rogues and all my old good jerk baits that don't never die. And, uh, but I, I got rid of a lot of stuff because I had nowhere to put it. And well, I, I still
3: have a. <laughs> I still have about thirty cards of six-inch brown and orange rebel ringworms. Because that idiot Gary Klein told a tackle store owner that we'd buy everything he had. We just didn't know how many he had. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yeah. How many do you have? Well, how many do you want? Gary said, "We'll take them all." We'll being he and I. So, yeah, we, we <laughs> bought a we bought a box full of brown and orange rebel ringworms that I still have cards of. So, yeah, and I'm sure Gary <laughs> does too. Uh, so, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's great stuff and, and, uh, and, and great memories when you get to go back through that old tackle.
6: It is, and, you know, surprisingly, and a lot of these young fishermen are beginning to realize that, too. A lot of times, something that's excellent that you really catch the fire out of fish on, sometimes moles go away, strange things happen. You know, right. we never know. We never know when that bait is not going to be the same bait as it is now. So when you get them, you buy a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it, you buy, you stock up, you put them on pegboard. <laughs> yeah, I bought so I bought so many six uh, a bombers and seven a bombers that it was uh, it was ridiculous. And boy, am I glad I did because them
3: moles burn out
6: and they were never the same. Well, now that
3: you bring that up, i uh, i have a I have a, a wall of tackle in my in my game room. The old lures, and a lot of them were were my parents. and I have very few autographed baits, but I have one hanging on a rod right now uh, that is the old Larry Nixon Signature Series Crawdad Six A Bomber.
6: Ooh, you got a
3: good one! I need that signed, <laughs> so I'm going to send that to you for you to sign. Okay, I just the it, your- buddy. You got to send it back, Nixon. You got to send it back.
6: You know, (laughs) I've probably got a replacement for it in case I lose it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, perfect, perfect. That'll be great. So you were, you know, which one I'm talking about? That old I know exactly which
6: one you're talking about because it. uh, people people still tell me all the time. Man, I can't retire that bait. I catch too many fish on it. So. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no it's hanging it's hanging on the very first Fenwick bait casting rod i had and it uh, it is just waiting for larry nixon to sign it so we got to get that done but uh well, you know let's, done. let's real quick talk about a, a new bait from one of your sponsors that uh, had a lot of excitement yesterday uh, uh a new craw from yamamoto
6: yes the new four inch craw. it's uh uh, I've threw it some. I haven't caught a lot of fish on it because it's relatively new. I know what it does. And, uh, yes, it's a, it's a something that we needed in our lineup tremendously bad. Uh, it's a good flipping bait and boy, where it excels is on the back of a big football jig. If you're deep fishing on structure, uh, in the summertime, especially when you want a lot of action out of a bait, that's, uh, whew, it's a good one.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about fun. it. It's gonna be fun. Well guys, it's so fun when we get to catch up with you. We need to do it more often on the show. And uh and you are uh you're a legend, man. Hall of Famer guys, we'll watch him next year on the Bassmaster Elite Series The General. We gotta let him go get in his warm deer hunting box and uh and see. How many deer have you killed yet this year?
6: I've only killed one. My doctor, my daughter now, she killed a really good ten point. So, you know, that's what I was hunting for early in the season. I was I wasn't even shooting nothing. I was kinda if I saw a decent deer, I, of course I never shot a decent deer anymore. I always, I'm a meat hunter, so a, a good sized doe is my game. But uh, she got her a nice one, and uh, so that pretty much made my season. Now I'm still just kind of looking, seeing what I got, and uh, got actually I've got three deer already in the cooler, so I'm pretty good shape.
3: You're not you're not in bad shape, and so you say you're a meat hunter. Does that mean when you were learning how to use live sonar? Did you knock the sides off all those crappie? Oh, my goodness,
6: yes. I, and I really got after them walleye. <laughs> see, <that laughs> yes, I did. See that, guys? Larry, Larry Nixon has a fish fryer at his house. Yes, I do, and it gets used quite often. And, uh, I sure I mean,
3: does. Nothing better than crappie and walleye. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Buddy, as always, appreciate you hanging out with us, and uh, we wish you the best of luck next year. We're going to be following along. All right.
6: Thank you. Thank you a lot. All right. Take care. Larry Dixon, guys.
3: Always fun when we get to catch up with you.
4: Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County Muscle sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive muscle prevention and boat inspection at Nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Still building legends Or the all-new Riata pontoon line, Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Online at gfmarine.com, or build your dream rig at rangerboats.com.
6: Are you looking for something different than what every other angler is using on your favorite lake? Are you into one hundred percent all-American, handmade wooden swim baits, crank baits, lipless baits, wake and walk the dog baits? Do you like using big baits and catching big fish? If so, then check out the Ketchup Carol Bait Company's line of custom handmade baits at KetchupCarrowBaits.com or at Tackle Warehouse. Wondering if these baits really work? Check out Rich's YouTube videos and watch what his baits do on Spring Lake in Santa Rosa, where all his testing is done.
2: California's largest sportsman's expo is back January 19th at Cal Expo. Get to your next adventure in style. You'll find the best selection of boats, ATVs, campers, and accessories, all at special prices. See Toyota's powerful Tundra. This is the place to discover your next adventure. Your life outdoors at the International Sportsman's Expo, January 19th through 22nd at Cal Expo in Sacramento. More info at sportsexpos.com.
3: Sepp is bothering me in here, and that's why the Randy Pringle Best Bass Tournaments commercial is running a little bit late, because Sepp is bothering me. Sepp, stop that. You know what? The Best Bass Tournaments are ready, and so is Randy Pringle. Uh, well, he's probably in a duck blind right now, but he's ready. Uh, January is kicking off the Best Bass Tournaments. The first week, January 7th, they're going to have the Central Region at McClure and the Coastal Region at Nassimeno. The Motherlode region, you're going to kick off January 14th at Lake Don Pedro. And the Delta Wine region is going to kick off March 11th at Barriessa. Don't worry, you northern guys. You're going to be there February the 25th at Barriessa as well. So hopefully you guys need to do a rain dance because it's going to be hard to launch 100 boats at Barriessa right now. So get out there and uh, start practicing. Get ready because you want to qualify to win that $20,000 cash first place prize at the end of the year championship. Get all the info at bestbastournaments.com. And now back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Oh man, it's always uh, it's always fun when we get to catch up with Larry Nixon. I mean, gosh, growing up Nixon was uh was our hero, man. I mean, he was one of those guys that you uh that you watched everything, read everything you could get your hands on. So, um it's uh it's really cool when you get to call him uh, you get to call him a friend, but uh, but more importantly uh, when you get to hang out with him and just like this guy, um, he's had a rough fall. He's uh, he's off now. I think he's filming TV shows and uh, getting ready for uh, the 2023 season. Old Peapod joins us this morning. Our old buddy, uh, Mike McClellan. What's going on, Mikey? Oh, do I know? Oh, I thought I did. And how about now? I got you now. What about what about me you there? I, I got you, buddy. I'm just pushing the wrong buttons in the studio. You know how that goes. It's mm-hmm. one of those mornings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a senior moment, right? Well, you know, I can run a 12 live Lowrance. <laughs> I can't run this phone in the studio. You know, that's the problem, yeah. buddy. That's the problem.
7: Hey, it, it is really cool following Larry Nixon. The first major bass tournament I ever fished was Mega Bass or Mega Bucks yeah. on the Harris Chain of Lakes. When Larry Nixon and I know anybody that has ever watched fishing remembers when Larry Nixon hooks that great big giant fish, I believe it was on a crankbait in the lily pads. The fish is out there jumping and Larry's turned around looking at the camera saying, did you see the size of that fish? You know, I mean, it's I funny, Mike, fished
3: you fished that you, event. You didn't hear the whole interview. You You hadn't called in yet. We talked about that fish. Uh, and really. how bass needs to bring it back because it's how the Bassmaster television show started for all of us for so many years.
7: It really was. And just to, to follow Larry, I mean, uh, growing up watching Larry, uh, like you said, he he was a lot of our heroes as as we grew up. Uh, yeah, wanted to get into bass fishing, and Larry's not the only one that's got a fish fryer and, and cuts the sides off a few crappie and walleye either.
3: I I know Mike McClellan has a fish fryer. There's no question <laughs> in my mind about that. You know, and I think all you guys do back there. That's the cool part, and you know, it's uh, it, you, like you say that about Larry, man. You you know, I mean, it's. I told people, you know, I, I get to interview the biggest names in the game. And there were there were three guys that intimidated me when I when I interviewed him for the first time. One of them obviously was Kevin. You know, I mean, uh, when, you, when you when you interview Kevin, you just don't know how that's going to go. And, and we're great friends, and he does a show a lot. Um, Nixon. I mean, you know, I I interview Klein all the time because he's like my older brother. But man, when I got to jump over and interview Larry Nixon <laughs> and those, the, that era of anglers, you know, I mean, he intimidated me. And then I I did have Jerry McKinnis live in studio with me one time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you look across the table at JM, that was a little intimidating as well. So, um, yeah, I can understand. Mike and, and McClellan you know, doesn't scare a... me. You know, Mike McClellan doesn't oh. scare me at all.
7: <laughs> well, you've known me since I was a kid. I think I looked up to you as, you know, as an adult elder and, uh, now you're going like, there the way it goes.
3: <laughs> now you're going there, McClellan. I see how you are. We have been friends a long time, Mikey, but uh, no, absolutely. You keep it up. I'm going to go buy that cardboard cutout that Bob's Marine has in the back room of you in the champion <laughs> shirt. So, yeah. Oh yeah, man, it's been a day or two ago. It has been. Hey, a rough fall for Mike. Uh, you know what? We uh, it was it was a, it was rough because about five of you um, did not qualify to go back to the Bass Pro Tour. There's no other way to put it, um, and uh, and had to figure out where you're headed next year. But you've uh, you've rebounded well, and uh, and you're headed to the uh, Major League Fishing Invitationals.
7: Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's it's one of those deals you got to rebound. And, I mean, let's just face it, Kent. I mean, anybody that's watched me, watched my career, watched Major League Fishing, knows that the few Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour events that I did well in were grinders. I mean, those ones that you could catch 7 to 10, you know, maybe 11 or 12 bass a day and, and have a good finish. I just – my career has always been focused around trying to figure out how to find those off-the-wall places, the places that somebody else – Isn't going to be messing with where I can catch one or two better than average fish and, and, and fishing the baits that, you know, I enjoy fishing that way. Not to say that I don't enjoy catching a bass on a spinning rod, but it's not something I wanted to do day in, day out. And I'm not saying every major league fishing bass pro tour event was won that way or dominated that way. But if you
3: wanted to compete, you better be willing to pick it up more often than not. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, and, uh, um, you know, and, and you, you look at the guys who have dominated, um, you know, it's, it's been with a spinning rod and, in, and uh, in a lot of finesse tactics and, and, uh, and we'll see how that changes as they go to five fish next year. And, and, uh, unfortunately it's, it's kind of their switch over to five fish is kind of a day late dollar short for you.
7: <laughs> yeah. And that's the, the thing that I guess has got the drives back in me is the fact that I know now Going back to the Major League Fishing Invitationals, I'm truly trying to qualify for something that I want to be a part of and want to be there to compete in. And I really believe that fans are going to be shocked. Everybody's kind of up in the air about what's the excitement level going to be. I think the excitement level is going to be unbelievable just due to the fact that with live score tracker, when you know you've got 15 or 16 pounds and you're sitting there on the cut line and half the field's got that, you're going to see guys do things that we haven't seen them do in the last four or five years. You're going to see guys pick up big swim baits. You're going to see guys, you know, do things that we haven't watched anglers do. And I think there's going to be some real excitement. I mean, there's going to be some blows thrown, uh, you know, guys catching big ones, guys making decisions to make a, you know, 20-minute run to go fish you know, one specific spot, things yeah. like that, that are really going to make this deal exciting.
3: Well, and, uh, and two, I think it's going to be exciting to see the knockout round and championship round weights combined. Um, where yeah, it, it nobody's going to blow things out. So, so for you, man, you're, uh, you, uh, you, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you, you go, all right, this is the direction we're headed. And, uh, and you're obviously spending uh, a little more time this winter. You didn't take as much time off this year. You're you're fishing you're filming tv shows for spro you're uh you're out on the water
7: you know that's just it i mean and and i've always been one that probably fishes more in the fall than i do hunt uh, I, I love to hunt i would rather bird hunt uh, pheasant hunt quail hunt things like that than uh necessarily deer hunt i usually always take you know a few days and spend hunting uh, opening weekend but uh other than that no i've spent a lot of time on the water i had uh some folks with white river marine out on table rock uh, just a day or two before deer season uh we actually went out and uh, played around in uh, my 520r and then we talked about the new 521r that i'll be running this year so uh talked about just a lot of the things about you know what makes ranger a ranger and it, it was cool just to spend some time on the water with jimmy wallace and the guys from white river marine and then yeah. uh as you said, I just uh, just finished up yesterday filming uh, a show with Fishing University on the new Spro Rock Crawler 50 DD. If uh, guys have not seen that bait yet, uh, you need to be checking it out because I am super excited about it. I've actually had the baits in my hands since late last fall. Uh, got to catch a lot of fish last fall on Table Rock, this spring on Table Rock, and uh, it's just a super bait. I mean, small profile, 50-millimeter profile, um, dives eight to 12 foot deep it's going to be that bait that i think is going to work really really well in the fall for sure yeah. but i also think when you need a smaller profile crankbait that you can get that to that depth uh, that wide wobbling you know hunting action crankbait's going to be good and uh, ray brazier and i had a good good week uh throwing so you, that, or i shouldn't say a good week a good day throwing that crankbait over on pickwick this week so, so you got a, to fish with week.
3: you got to fish with ray brazier
7: I did get to fish with Ray Brazier. Uh, Charlie was unable to make the shoot. Uh, ben, his uh, son-in-law, was there. Charlie's wife, and uh, we're all keeping her in our in our prayers. She did have a mild stroke uh, right before Thanksgiving. She seems to be doing fine, but uh, Charlie felt that he needed to stay home with her. So I got to got to spend the day on the water with Ray.
3: Always fun when you get to hang out with Ray Brazier. One of my favorite folks, and uh, uh, just uh, just an all-around genuine good guy. He he used to come out here and fish all the tournaments uh for years he mm-hmm. fished the opens and uh yeah. and i was fortunate enough to get to spend a day or two in the boat with him My old buddy gary klein would call me up and go hey rays in town can you hop in your boat absolutely any day and uh and yeah. we had we had a lot of fun he's he's such a such a good guy and uh and that part's good so new baits uh new baits from spro not only uh the rock crawler but uh but now uh, another mixed stick out as well
7: Indeed, and it's it's a bait that we've been needing for two, or th- well, really, probably for three to five years now. We we finally came with the new uh, one ten plus one. Uh, definitely a bait that was missing in the lineup. It's going to be a bait that you know it's it's got a lot more slashing action in it than uh, you know the original one ten. Uh, the one ten was designed to be you know that cold water ultimate jerk bait and. Uh, We needed something that got a little bit deeper. We needed something that had a little bit more action, and this 110 plus one is going to be the bait that uh, for those guys that are dialed into that live scope bait fishing, I mean, this is going to be the one that uh, they need to put in their hand and uh, catch a bunch of fish on it because it uh, comes in all the, the traditional Spro colors that we've had. And, you know, as well as I do, Spro does a tremendous job, you know, painting what looked to be factory or custom colors out of the factory packaging so right. i'm excited about the 110 plus one as well
3: well you know what's interesting mike is uh, is you say that it's kind of been a, a an, an evolution of jerkbait fishing you know we we started out throwing rogues and long a bombers to cover water uh and now it's it's more pinpoint fishing with live sonar with the same baits
7: it, it definitely is and that's the thing you know jerkbait fishing used to be one of those deals that was kind of really corn into certain times of the year and as live as as live scope and and forward-facing sonar has come it's really opened people's eyes to how often you can catch fish on a jerk bait but just live streaming Major League Fishing opened the eyes of a lot of viewers that we caught them on a jerkbait a lot more times of the year than people realize. So a jerkbait's always been a bait that uh, is going to catch them just about 12 months of the year, and uh, we just keep adding them to the Spro lineups and be sure and check them out as well.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. You guys do a great job and uh, everything with uh, that Spro makes. has Already has Kamikatsu hooks on them, so, I mean, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of – not a lot you have to do but take them out of the package and fish with them that's uh that's That's cool. Part you've had a lot to do with that with the hard baits for that company
7: you know it's pretty cool to think about that as as far as uh how that all started and how long it's been going on i guess i signed on with spro somewhere around 2005 2006 and that was my first project with them was to design a jerk bait and you know, as a young angler, I, I guess I thought when uh, they brought me on board and they wanted me to design jerk baits, it was going to be, you know, well, here we've got these, which one do you like? And that really wasn't the case, and that's the thing that's cool about Spro and the way they work with the pros that we have is, uh, is they basically leave it up to you. They're like, you know, no, you tell us what shape you want it to be. You tell us how you want it to set in the water. You tell us how deep you want it to dive and what kind of action it uh, – you want it to have. And, and that's what we're going to try to build for you. And, uh, fortunately I uh, did take some architecture back when I was in high school. So I knew how to draw a little bit and, you know, it came to the point where you sat down and, and drew a bait out to scale and, uh, they basically built what you drew and then you started making tweaks on it as, as time went on. I know I've actually, you know, had to cut the bills that came from the factory that they, they put on them at the factory and actually replaced the bills over the years to get the bait to, to react and act right in the water. So it's been a, a pretty involved uh, process. Now, I think things got a little bit easier when the rock crawler came into play. You know, once we hit the, the baseline with the original RK55, you know, we had the right body shape, we had the right action, and it was just a matter of changing bill angles, uh, changing the size of the profile of the bait to to add the other, rock crawlers to the line you know now we've got the original 55 we've got the 55 md we have the 50 and then now the new 50 dd and i really believe there's an opportunity to to see some additions to that line as well so it's it's cool for me to have that opportunity to to do that uh, as i fish tournaments as well and uh you know that's another thing i plan on fishing Probably more this year than ever just due to the fact that I feel like that's what I've got to do to get myself back in the game. Uh, the Toyota Series Championship is going to be on Table Rock Lake next fall, so I'm going to fish the wild card division of Toyota and, Series. And D. you can
3: see Table Rock Lake from your window. so
7: Yes, I can. I get <laughs> to walk out on my deck every morning and every evening and view it, so I'm definitely excited about that.
3: Exactly, and uh, and one of the stops of the Tackle Warehouse Invitational is uh, – uh, in May at Lake of the Ozarks, and I know you've got considerable time there as well.
7: Yeah, that's definitely a fun lake. I actually just uh, fished a that golf and fish pro am that uh, Bass and Bob does a couple weeks ago. That was a brutally cold week, but uh it, it's always a fun event. And table, or, uh, table Rock Lake of the Ozarks is just a phenomenal lake, full of bass. I mean, it's one of those lakes that, with all the boat traffic throughout the course of the summer, the fish really don't get the pressure up there that they do on a lot of lakes. So when you talk springtime and fall on Lake of the Ozarks, I mean, there's going to be some, some really good bags of fish caught, and there's going to be a lot of fish caught up there. You know, looking back at the Bass Pro Tour event we had up there last year, I was definitely around the right quality of fish. I just didn't catch the numbers in that event that I needed to to catch to do well, so... I'm definitely looking forward to going up there and fishing the five-fish uh, invitational event on, on Lake of the Ozarks this spring.
3: Exactly. And, and you know, we saw the list come out uh, earlier this week for the Tackle Warehouse Invitationals. It's a full field. It is a it is a stacked field. I mean, a lot of names you recognize on that list and, uh, and a lot of anglers crossing over uh, that are, you know, fishing both circuits. But, um, but pretty cool, man, to see that list of anglers getting ready to fish the, the Tackle Warehouse Invitationals. Uh, and they said there's even a waiting list, so I mean there's definitely a long list of anglers. I know uh, there's a long list of anglers over on the Bassmaster Opens trying to fish all nine to get to the Elite Series. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be a fun year to watch bass fishing.
7: But it definitely is, and you know I keep thinking that what's going on with our economy right now is going to slow some of this down a little bit, but it uh, it sure doesn't seem to be taking place yet. I mean the gas prices just keep going up, and and they you know, maybe slide down a little bit, but you just keep thinking, man, you know, it's going to slow things down. And it just doesn't seem like it's happened. Uh, I was, uh, I'm not going to say I was shocked, but um, they do have a waiting list. They've got a lot of, uh, I think, Bass Pro Tour anglers that are wanting to cherry pick, you know, the the few events a year that they want to fish. And I've, I've even talked to a handful of anglers just in the last day or two that they're like, man, I had no idea they would fill up this quick. I missed my opportunity to you know get in so right. uh it's it's going to be an exciting year and uh as you said we've got a lot of names you recognize when you go down that list but we've got a lot of talented young anglers that uh, some folks might not recognize that are going to be uh hammers in the days to come
3: well and then we've got that uh that crew of offspring showing up you know the uh uh, the Laker Howls and uh, Marshall Robinson, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you're. Uh, it's going to be like the old days when all those kids were running around the campground with you. Now they're going to be uh, competing against you. Exactly. I uh, I was
7: really kind of hoping, and I'm not sure he won't. I think uh, I really would was hoping my son Justin might uh, jump in and fish some Toyota Series uh, this year as well. So we'll uh, see if we can twist his arm a little bit and uh, get him out there as well.
3: Yeah. No. That's uh, that. It's so cool to see uh, that, you know, the next generation, uh, come along and, and have some success and fish well. And, and that part's, uh, that part's really cool, man. We got a few minutes and, and this is a time of year out West where everybody wants to pick up a football jig. Uh, and, and I know, man, there's not many anglers out there better with a football jig than you are. And, and, uh, and you're probably thinking I probably should pick it up more often myself.
7: Well, and I think I'm going to get the opportunity to do so in in the upcoming future tournaments, and uh, especially you know once I get quali- requalified for the Bass Pro Tour, a football jig is just one of those baits that you know when you tie it on, you, your opportunity to catch bigger bigger ones is going to be there. And uh, I actually just you know I said I was on Table Rock a couple weeks ago before Thanksgiving, and the football jig was definitely something I had in my hand out there. Uh, flinging it around the, the fish are starting to get pretty deep on table rock and uh we caught them in you know 38 to 45 foot of water um i did uh, allow those guys that were with me to uh, catch a few on a spinning rod but uh i drug a football jig around out there while they were catching them on a spinning rod and uh definitely you could see that the quality was better um yeah. you know there's so many new plastic trailers on the market today and you know back when when I really hit my stride with the football jig, there just weren't a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of plastics. Don't get me wrong, but there weren't a lot of plastics that necessarily went great with the football jig. And, uh, with the addition of the uh, big bites, kamikaze craw and, uh, all the various plastics, you know, I, I like to put a fighting frog on the back of my football jig at times. The, uh, big bite battle bug that I designed for big bite is, uh, that's that bait. Like Larry was talking toward the end of his interview that, uh, when you want a big, bulky bait, that battle bug on the back of the football jig is uh, going to get it done. I mean, just a big old, floppy, crawfish-imitating plastic bait. Uh, there's nothing better than uh, winding one in on that thing.
3: Now, there was a guy back in your neck of the woods in the Ozarks that I, could, I saw online there for a while. Haven't seen him in, uh, in some time. That was actually building some pretty cool pork trailers again. Uh, did, do, you, do you know who that is? And Have I, you tracked those I'd, down? I think I did hear just a brief discussion about it, but I I have not
7: actually myself uh, run into that. You know, the thing about it, early on in my career, it was just, and I say in my career, but just early on in bass fishing, you know, pork was the go-to in the early, early spring, in the winter months of the year. We bought it by plastic- the pint.
3: We didn't buy it in little glass yeah. jars. We bought it by the pint.
7: Exactly, but it was just really due to the fact that the plastics we had that back then— really weren't soft enough and have the action that they needed to have. Um, I think pork is definitely still a player and guys that get their hands on it still catch fish on pork. But uh, with the plastics we have today, the the sense that we have today in, in the plastics, yeah, I just don't know that pork's even worth the mess anymore. <laughs>
3: exactly. Well, buddy, it's always fun when we get to hook up with you and uh, we're big fans. We wish you the best of luck in 23 back on uh, the Tackle Warehouse Invitational Circuit and uh, and we uh, we're gonna we're gonna hop in the truck with you on occasion just to hang out.
7: Let's do it, man! I'm looking forward to it. Kent,
3: always fun, my buddy Peepaw, Mike McClellan. Make sure that uh, you guys are following along, Mike McClellan Fishing uh, on his website. I think that's correct, right?
7: And yeah, and we do have Twitter, Facebook. We got all that uh, new new fan fan stuff to go to, so be sure and look me up on all the social channels.
3: Thank God Stacy knows how to log you into all that stuff. Exactly. You got it. Mike McClellan, buddy, we'll talk soon. See you, Kent.
2: Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. check out the full line of Strike King baits online at strikeking.com and see for yourself all the fish catching stuff you didn't know Strike King made and your buddies weren't going to tell you about
1: Are you spending another weekend watching Zona? Van Dam and the Major League Fishing Pros swinging fish after fishing in their nitro boats? It's time to let Gone Fishing Marine and Dixon move you off the couch and onto the front deck of your very own nitro or tracker bass boat. Gone Fishing Marine carries a full line of murky.
3: Hey guys, our buddies, Bass Angler Magazine are going to be at the ISE show right there by the demo tank. Mark Lesane will be on the tank every day and he'll be able to tell you everything that they do with Bass Angler Magazine, whether it's local or whether it's across the country. So make sure you stop by, visit their booth and pick up a subscription of Bass Angler Magazine. It's going to come to your house four times a day. It's going to put a lot more fish in your live well.
4: That's Ben Green Insurance, 626-290-0888. Ben Green Insurance.
3: a single show hey i'm so excited to get an opportunity to put some miles on the new 2022 thompson's toyota tundra uh, i will tell you we're seeing 20 21 21 and a half on the highway uh you tundra owners know just how important that is and uh it's a it's a great new truck with the 389 horsepower twin turbo v6 uh awesome new uh, new cab and and just a great truck Plus, you have Toyota bonus bucks out there to win if you uh, if you catch them. So get out there and check out the all-new 2022 Tundra. Give the folks at Thompson's Toyota a call or stop by 14040 Road in Placerville at thompsonstoyota.com. Oh, man, Step's picking on me for still coughing this week. I got through it, not so bad. Gosh, we had the general on. How cool is that when you hang out with Harry Nixon and Mike McClellan on the same show? Makes it pretty easy to do a show. Uh, we hope you guys have your Christmas list already. Get out there, go fishing, and uh, this is a great time of year to get on the water. There's no wakeboard boats.